Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Toasty, the other host, <laughs> and this is normally how we do it. But this week, we've got our patrons, and we recently have season three wrapped up for The Witcher on Netflix and man oh man of course there's a lot of uh, opinion out there and so we're bringing in our patrons today to talk about their opinions about the season and how they think this season actually stacks up compared to the previous ones what they liked about it what they didn't like about it and we're going to get all that information out on this episode toasty I know you finished the season I've been on vacation this last week so I didn't actually catch the last few episodes so I'm sure I'm gonna get some stuff spoiled but toasty are you ready? Are you ready to talk more Witcher season three? We've been doing this for the last few weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess so. All right. Sounds good. Well, we've got with us this week, Ben of Tamaria, Mormon Milkman and Genesis joining us again. Welcome back to the show, everybody. How's everybody doing? It's, it's kind of a smaller show this week. So let's just go through and, and welcome each of you. Ben, how have you been, man? I've been great. Yeah. Good good i know you've like been doing new jobs and all that stuff like going on oh, yeah. in life all life you yeah know. yeah so here this will be fun to sum up your impression of uh the witcher season three in one word what would the one word be interesting interesting okay mm, all right all right and mormon mormon's here again mormon milkman welcome back to the show how have you been I've been I've been alive. That's the least of it. So. All right. Well, hey, that's something, I guess. Uh, man, we're this is like a high energy show today. Everyone's like super excited to be here, and and real high on life. This is going going great right from the beginning. Um, so, right. in your in your estimation, or in your uh, in a single word, how would you say season three of The Witcher is? How would you describe it? How would I describe it? Well, I would just have to say the word attempted. Attempted. Okay. Let's see where that's going. All right. All right. And then Genesis is here again. Genesis, how's it going? You want high energy? I can do high energy. (laughs) We can go high energy tonight. Yeah, I'm having a fantastic day. (laughs) Awesome. And your voice gets higher, too. That's fun. Yeah. I can't maintain that voice for too long. But no, today's actually been pretty good. Yeah. I think that that like the only place that that voice would actually make sense is in like a children's cartoon. Otherwise, at some point, people would just be like, I can't listen to this episode anymore. I'm done. Mm -mm. Nope. No. Nope. Um, So what is your one word to describe season three? lighter lighter um that was one of the things that first hit me was that i could actually see the details because they weren't trying to give it this dark overtone the whole time right so visually lighter not like mm -hmm. weight lighter not like it's oh it's been so heavy it's right but like visually lighter interesting okay Mm -hmm. all right well who would like to kick us off because i want to hear to start out with i want to hear what your let's go through in this order let's talk about any if any of the things that you thought were good about the season what are some things that stood out that were good to you and then we're going to talk about what are the issues you have with the season because obviously the show is not perfect and then we're going to compare it to the first two seasons and i want to know where it stands in your perspective compared to the first two so who would like to kick us off with something that they enjoyed about the season something they think they did well I would say the fight choreography was a lot better 
Oh, so you feel like it's even improved? Like this is with the fighting specifically. That's the main thing. Right, right. The fight choreography is actually even better than the other seasons. Because if I recall, they actually got the guy from season one to come back to do some of the fight choreography. Yeah, Um, I remember season one being pretty cool. And a lot of them were like a lot of the fights were good. The last three episodes were meh. Okay. Um, the, for part two or whatever you you want to call it, but from part one, one through five, or yeah, one through six, one through five, whatever it is, five, yeah. Um, the fight scenes in that one were a lot better. Okay, all right. That's my opinion. Anyway. So f- improvement on the fight scenes. Now, it, was it just the like the detail of the choreography? Was it the way the camera worked? Was well, like I would say all the above. Uh, I mean, from season one and season two, I really felt with season three they learned from their mistakes. Um, like I mean, just the opening fight scene right in episode one mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, that that's where we're starting. Great. Yeah, Toasty Toasty wasn't a fan of that one, if I recall. Really? Yeah, he was like the, eh. the effects on it were over the top, and it oh, that's really fair. took away from. That's fair. I mean, um, it was like video game effects from like Witcher Three. Yeah, yeah, and Tessie, you might well, want to get a little that, bit closer to your mic. That in a video game that works, whenever the like the weird like there you what? go the blood gush. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was weird. That's fair. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's been a trend. We talked about this a little bit when that came up. I feel like that's been a trend lately with just adding more and more blood to the point where things become almost like cartoony or video gamey in fight scenes. It's like there's not there's so much blood that came out of that guy's neck. It must have been all of the blood in his entire body. Right. Like that kind of thing, which looks really cool. But until you actually sit there and think about it and go, yeah, that's that's not how that works. <laughs> but um but yeah, I mean that's neither here nor there. So you think the fight scenes in general improved? We've got some good, yeah. good fight scenes this season. All right, who would else? Who else wants to go with something they thought was positive about this season of The Witcher? Mormon. Even though, like again, because this is the opinion I have of the last two seasons. Well, I just feel like they're like everything they keep giving him, he's just doing so well. Like, I, I just got to give praise to all the actors, especially actors and actresses, especially him. Like, what little Netflix is giving these people to work with, they're doing a great job. You know? Yeah. So, I just... What is that sound in the background? That's amazing. <laughs> was that? <laughs> that was my phone. I'm sorry. That's great. I'll always praise him for his work and how what he's able to do with the little they give him, like... You know, if I can take what you're saying, it's like the next step. Part of my concern with season three would that was that maybe he would start kind of phoning it in a little bit. And to what you're saying is like, basically, he he still gave it his all. He's still like he's he's a good actor. He's somebody who commits to the role and he did the best with what they gave him in the script. And, you know, obviously he trained for the fight scenes and he really leans into the character and and continue to do that correctly throughout the season mm-hmm. yeah it, you know and i guess the, the way it always seems is it just always seems like in between seasons there's always just something that goes wrong that just makes us feel like they have to pretty much restart like i, I don't know if anybody else has the same opinion but i just feel like every time a witcher season was brought up of like now we're working on the second one or now we're working on the third one something goes just throws a wrench in the works and yet they're these two the second and third season they've still just been able to come in and the actors and actresses have been able to 
you know, portray a story. Right. Again, make it no work for how. their part. Yeah. Yeah. They were able to pull off the poorly written part. Well, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I get, I, I, I get I what you're I saying. That. Well, I'm bad at explaining things. No, that sounds, I, I feel like you're, you're, you're pretty spot on. I mean, I would agree. I think, I think a lot of the actors, even when given like, you know, questionable scripts still did a good job. They still deliver, delivered the characters and, and very convincing and, and, you know, uh, empathetic ways or, or very, you know, like you felt good about the good guys. You felt bad about the bad guys. You felt conflicted about characters that were conflicted. Like all of that stuff still worked because the acting wasn't the problem. <laughs> right. No. It, yeah. So, you know, it just all boils down to no matter what we say about the Witcher Netflix series, at least they're getting good actors. Yeah. At least they're getting actors who can portray well and do a good job. Like I can only imagine, I can only imagine how quickly season two wouldn't have happened if they got just, and again, nothing against this specific actress, but gosh, her name, she played, uh, you know what? Let's just stop that train of thought and continue on. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, all right. So the acting pretty solid. I mean, some of the casting people have had a lot of questions about because they went in different directions than people expected. But even though they went with different casting, the actors and actresses themselves were actually very good. Um, I agree. I agree with it. Toasty, what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the core. We've always agreed that the core three have been incredible. So um, it's probably not going to go so great with everything changing because it changes the main character it changes the entire chemistry of this trio that has existed so but yeah you know. it's a big it's oh, a well. big jump and it's something that many shows don't really ever even try it's hard to think of anything that's really pulled it off at all um i'm sure there are some examples out there but uh, nothing comes to mind i mean right now. the only one i thought is uh you know don Cheadle and iron man yeah they changed it from the original roads yeah so yeah but both of them were good actors other than that i have no so, idea yeah they, they, they pulled that off well enough because good actors good actors right so jen let's get to you what do you think what were, what stood out to you this season about the witcher and how well, uh, something that worked my favorite thing about a tv show is if i can remember key moments and if they've made that moment important enough for me to remember it moving on to the next episode or because I don't generally sit down and watch a big bulk of shows all at once. I'll watch like an episode here and then like several hours later, I'll watch another episode. And so I don't get a good block of time to sit down and watch. So you're not so binging like all still... five episodes in five hours. And yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes there's days in between it. And so if I can go and pick right back up and then remember, oh yeah, it was, I remember this happened, then this happened, then that happened. And I'm still following along with the story. I appreciate that. And so it, it's doing that for me. I'm remembering both key moments and little moments. So, mm -hmm. okay. I like the fact that the story is easy enough to follow along. Right, right. They kind of breadcrumbed it well enough 
if that's a word. I don't even know if that's an expression people use for that sort of thing, but you're creating a breadcrumb, you know, a little trail that you follow along with. And even if you stop paying attention to walking down the trail for a little bit, you pick back up where you were and you go, oh, yeah, yeah this is where it was. This is what happened. OK, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I don't think I've had any issues with following anything. Toasty, you feel like this has worked for the show so far? Yeah, I can definitely remember specific moments. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So that's that's some positives. Anybody else have any other positives they want to add in here? Anything else that stood out to you as like, actually, this is this was really cool. I mean, the 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 dynamic of the relationship between the the main trio, you know, after we, you know, swept all this Unifer drama under the rug uh, has felt really good like really compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's part of the core of the story is this whole like found child, found parents kind of thing that goes on this like found family and them working like this very unconventional family with very interesting and dynamic people from (laughs) like at the extremes of this world coming together and, and making that work and and that's that part of it i agree still resonates like there's something about the way they do it that still works even though they've changed a lot of things um i'm still emotionally invested you know jen i feel like season season one was bringing all the characters together season two was showing that Geralt is dad and now season three was really making yen the mom and so because i was like i didn't feel like yen and siri had enough together in season two yeah well and she was diametrically opposed in some ways in season Mm -hmm. two like she like that was not her role (laughs) at all which made it feel so bad and so awkward and so this is not the way that it's supposed to go but now we're really getting the relationship that we expected Yen and Siri to have. Right, right. All right, so that's that's the good stuff. Let's move on to some of our uh, issues with season three. And let's talk season three specifically. I don't want to talk issues about the entire show over the, the course of this, over the first two seasons. Let's talk about things specifically in season three. Because in season three, we see the show develops at you know starts at the beginning and it's trying to make some some actual plot changes and narrative changes to kind of fix some of the stuff that happened in season two and then it, it moves through and it gets to the end the fifth episode and we get to the whole mages thing with all this subterfuge and like double speak and all of that stuff and then we get to the end of the season how do you feel like this season specifically has gone what what didn't they do well and what could they have improved upon and how would you improve it i think that's also one of the most important parts of this let's not just complain about a thing let's say well this is probably the better way they could have done it who wants to start us ben i you got i know you got opinions on this i do i'm just trying to sum it up in words <laughs> okay um i mean and uh, they did well with the, i mean like being close to the books but like my problem with it was they kept adding in all these side characters that didn't really need to be in the story right like they brought back characters that were introduced in the first two seasons and didn't have a whole lot happening in this season it kind of just 
made them have stuff happen yeah, they just had oh here's a cameo of a character from like the first two seasons or like in part two they brought brought in a character that never even existed <laughs> um and like okay why like i i get the whole point of them doing their own original thing they want to do their own story but like to make the plot point if you want it to be similar to the books that's not necessary it's just them adding adding more into it to where it's more work i don't know that's just me yeah yeah okay so unnecessary character stuff so you would have just like trimmed that stuff out and like focused more on the core story focus more on like because season three is uh time of contempt is the first no second book of the saga and it specifically deals with more of a Siri and a focus a lot more on Carol and Yen throughout the entire season. Now, and th- obviously they're on the bo- both in the book, mainly Geralt, but I don't know. It just it just felt weird having. I mean, Yen being more of a bigger role in the story, which obviously they do because Netflix and having adding more stuff for her. But I don't know that just some of the story elements, they just changed up and like some felt too fast paced. Others felt slower and I don't know. Okay. I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts. I, uh, yeah. hard Can you give us one example of something that they probably should, they probably got through too fast and they could have. The whole Ryan's thing. Yeah. Ryan, like it took like almost the entire book to deal with him and they Oh, it takes more than that. He's still there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't get killed until the ice skating scene. Yeah, 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 because that's the, so. the, the, the badass Siri ice skating thing that hope, hoping to see on screen, but at yeah. this point, I don't know if this, never like, will. It's like the, it to seem like they were clearing up loose ends, like I think, certain well, things that... Isn't the aren't. ice skating... Right, uh, isn't the ice skating scene isn't that in uh lady of the lake i think so so it's like in the like one of the last books of the series it's yeah there's there's quite and like few. they killed off an important character i, I don't know if it's like because there were some like, things the first two books <laughs> it seemed like they were trying to like like tie up loose ends so that it felt like because obviously we're not addressing we're not using some in-story thing to explain why the recast we're just letting the recast happen we're not acknowledging it is the path they decided to go on because there was indeed a you know a method they could have used in the story to explain why he looks different now or whatever but they didn't they just they're just gonna let it happen and just be like we're not gonna address it which is fine honestly um but it feels like a lot of the things they did for it was to try and like be like this is this was henry cavill's story and these parts were part of his story and then these parts will be part of hemsworth's story so they're trying to like wrap up this yeah like do you think that also is because they weren't sure if they were going to get a season four like they're planning to get a season four. They're hoping they're in season four, but they've also known that they've been getting less viewership and less viewership. They've I, got. Well, I, mean, from I think what they I've got heard, confirmed the, from a season four. From it's like, been on hold indefinitely right now. 
Yeah, that's that's other news. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but like it, like, it may have been one of those things where like it, they were doing what you're saying they're doing, Toasty, but it also coincided with a. And if we don't actually get another season, at least we have kind of a kind of. I think they were wrap confirmed for a season four, like when season yeah, it two was greenlit. Yeah, it was so, already greenlit. Why season two aired? Yeah. yeah. So. So I don't know. But, which you know, some of these things, it's it feels weirder and like out of place, like not having Ryan's or whatever for later stuff is going to be weird and see how they explain that part. But like Rinfrey's like little badge and like leaving that behind, like that was, I loved that part very specifically because I was like, that was, that was Henry's, that was his thing. And like, they're not going to pass it on. They're going to let him keep that as part of his story. And I, I like that part at least. So I don't know. There's, gotcha. I guess there's. Plus, I don't, I, I don't like the whole them keep doing stuff with the monolith the crap. I so, know. okay. So as somebody who hasn't <laughs> seen the, the end of the, the, se- the season yet, do the monoliths come back and. To be fair. They I don't, don't really do. They don't. They, it, they it's don't part of the story, but they don't really do a whole lot. <laughs> okay, I mean, so, they do and they don't. Not in the last half. Yeah, no, it shows up a little bit in the first the, half, and the then power of the the goal is a giant, is definitely one. a monolith. <laughs> but they don't say like, "Hey, yo, that's a monolith." They get rid of Istrid just before they they show that part, so he's not there, he's not. blabbing his mouth about this shit all the time. <laughs> got it, got it. All right, all right. Got okay. So we have uh, Ben's perspective here. Mormon Milkman, what do you think about? some of the things that could have done better this season. So I kind of have a controversial thought about season three, um, mainly just because of, um, so I'm a big fan of shows that have mul- shows and games that have multiverses. My favorite game to play is magic. The gathering, which is all about multiverses and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. if we go off of, Nightmare of the Wolf, where there's a few things changed here and there that have a really detrimental story. Even season one, like there's things that happen in season one that are just complete write-ins. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like during season one, I was a lot more on the on the whole side of like, it's got to be exactly like the story. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. But I feel like after season two, it got to the point where I can't accept that this is a multiversal show, a, a possible multi-timeline universe. We got to understand that the Witcher cinematic universe is different from the books and definitely the games and all that. Mm-hmm. And now we'll get on the subject of season three, because that's what we want to talk about. I don't quite like how strong arming they are trying to make it exactly like the books now. It's like you had all this time to do it why are you doing it now when you're just going to be cha- changing this like with rent with uh, Ryan or whatever the heck his, Ryan's. that died. he yeah Ryan's he you know supposed to be around a little longer why didn't you keep him long? if you're trying to be like the books now it's yeah. too late but why but it's like are you trying to or are you not like well I, I think they realize that they have to quell some of the uh uproar in the fandom 
And so this was their attempt to make things right. I also think for, uh, and this is just me speculating here, for storylines like Ryan's getting wrapped up too soon, um, they're looking at the total number of episodes and total number of seasons they have, and they're going, we need to wrap this storyline up because we don't want to have to spend time on it in season four. So because we're going to focus on other stuff and they're like the way they've plotted it out, the way they've, they've sculpted the arcs just don't have place for certain things. And so some stuff gets wrapped up too soon and some stuff gets just drawn out too far because they go, Oh, we want this to be in season two. So we need to cast that person. We need to have him in X number of episodes. And so therefore we're going to write this this way. Like there are complexities in doing a series like this, but I get what you're saying. Well, to your point, you're saying they actually swung too far back in the other direction, which now just kind of gives you whiplash. (laughs) Why not just continue with the story they were telling? I I finally accepted the Witcher cinematic universe as its own thing now you're trying to tell me they're not yeah and it's like okay now is like nightmare of the wolf in the same cinematic universe that raises that raises a really interesting point like for the most part i mean most of us have seen the marvel movies and we've probably seen the majority of the marvel movies in some way whether streaming or in the theater and even when iron man came out and we're talking like 15 years ago there wasn't really a pushback of like, well, this isn't an actual Iron Man story. This is a different version of an Iron Man story. And then, you know, Captain America and there were people weren't like, oh, well, this isn't exactly the same Captain America story that I know from the comic books. It's similar. Like there wasn't any pushback. There are those people out there. Their voices were just much quieter because it was a good execution of a different story. Right. Whereas like, Season two was a bad execution <laughs> right. yes. of a different But even story. in season one, even even when most of us would say, yeah, season one is still pretty good. There was like right from the get go, there were the people who were like, this is not my Witcher. This is absolutely not my Witcher. This is not the same. This is not what I was expecting. It needs to be one to one with the books. And you and I talked about this, Toasty. And we we're like, for the most part, we actually liked the season. But yeah, there's differences. Um, Mm -hmm. but like that, for some reason that contingency, and maybe it's because we've seen Marvel stories show up multiple times already in movies and TV shows. And maybe we're, we're used to different takes and different versions on stuff. I mean, how many different times have we seen Spider-Man out there? You know, like uh, maybe we're just used to that. And so the fan base was like, Hey, the Witcher's going to come out. I hope they do it right by the books and give us a, a core thing. But like another example would be the Lord of the Rings. We still don't actually have a cinematic on in movie or TV show or any version of Lord of the Rings that actually matches the books. Like mm-hmm. the version that came out in the theaters is a wonderful. It's a wonderful, well done movie, but it is a it is a significantly different story in some very key aspects to what actually happens in the books. Um, yeah. But most people are okay with that and think maybe Toasty Toasty's got the point of like, but they did it so well that it kind of makes it okay. Uh, See, and like I had that when Suicide Squad came out with, uh, you know, I think it was like 2019, 2018. When did Suicide Squad come out? Not the newer one. with The original Batman. one. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, what was that? Five or six years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. But when it came out, like I was kind of against it because I saw it and I'm like, this is not what the Suicide Squad is. Like I, you know, when I read the comics and I remember like, wait, hold on. It's a multiversal, multi-timeline world. 
I guess this is fine. Other than other than the Joker, it was fine. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Again, yeah. but there's always you know the one rot- rotten seed in the hay bit in the uh, silo. Sure. But sure. Um. That that's what I would have to say about season three. Is it like it felt like you were you fu- you know you were in Rocky Rapids at, at the beginning. You finally got your bear. You finally figure out how to row, how to get your bearings, where to take your turns, where to lean. And all of a sudden, you're no longer in the rapids. You're in the middle of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, they just like pick up the raft and drop it somewhere else. And you're like, where? How? Where did I go? Yeah. So you're, you we got whiplash on this. We were white water rafting through the Rockies. Now we're in the freaking Amazon. Why is there a why is there an anaconda in our boat? Yeah. Like, okay. That, that's what. Like you're still water rafting. You're just in a. You're, you're just some ultimate being teleported you somewhere halfway across the world. Right. I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, Jen, I know you haven't finished the season yet. Do you have anything that sticks out from the episodes you've seen so far that you're like, this thing really just didn't work for me? And why is it uh, Yaskir's haircut? Yeah. Yaskir's haircut (laughs) is a big one. (laughs) And then the quote, quote, peasant top that Yennefer was wearing, purple patterned uh, uh, while she was training Siri to do magic. Yeah, Honey, TJ Maxx only, discount. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can only get that look by having an elastic band so, so, sewn into the top. And yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not sure no. elastic was something they've invented yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. So like for the visual changes, that's kind of the big yeah. sticking point for you. Yeah. I mean, they made up for a little bit with Yaskir being topless in a couple scenes, but <laughs> not with that hair. Okay. Not with that hair. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for some reason with his hair like that, maybe they changed his makeup. I mean, he always wore like eyeliner and stuff, but something it he looks more heavier. gaunt now or something. There's something He's about a lot paler, I think. Yeah. It was like a weird mm-hmm. thing. I don't know what was going on. I, I'm actually sitting here in like shock and awe because. I haven't given any thought to the wardrobe changes and like, you know, slight changes like that. And all of a sudden now that, Yen- now that, now that our good, good friend, Jen, our good friend here pointed it out. That's all I'm going to see from now on. And I'm going to obsess over it too. We didn't even yeah. mention the like, halter top dress. <laughs> yeah, the halter top dress. Carol never wears actual witcher armor now. Yeah, he's just got like leather it's pants. More and of leather. Yeah, like he has a, a leather jacket. Yeah, and like not actual sexy. armor from season two. Right. Yeah, he had. Like, where'd that go? He had some really cool armor on the previous yeah. seasons. Like that actually looked pretty cool in comparison yeah. to like the Nilfgaard ball sack armor, which was. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but some of the armor that Geralt wore was actually pretty cool. But yeah, he doesn't wear that in this season. I'm not sure if it's just my eyesight, but has anyone else noticed the um, coloring in in the in the Witcher's outfit and his hair dimming it down a bit in certain scenes? Or he had uh, it, and this happened in previous seasons where there are certain scenes and the way they shot or like whatever wig he was wearing looked brighter or fluffier or something, and for some reason just didn't work right. And yeah, I, I, did anyone else notice it happening a little more often, or is that just me? Just specifically this season? I don't, I don't know if I noticed it too much this season. I wasn't paying attention to the hair. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how this oh. stuff works, though. It's like you may not notice it until all of a sudden your attention is drawn to it, and then all of a sudden oh. that's all you can see. You know? 
on the yeah. note also with kind of on the same note or whatever um like the makeup that they put specifically on freya allen just does not work like they look like they're yassifying her and it's not okay that, like, that, she, that doesn't really hold on like she's wearing like like proper contouring makeup in the desert episode yeah and you yeah. can see it right so there's a thing like obviously every character in the show is going to have makeup on because they're being f they're in front of a camera like you can't go in front of a camera without makeup and look natural because natural faces in front of a camera look unnatural so they have to natural naturify your face with makeup every character has it right but then they have to go they have to face at all they have to like yeah in order to create what you're talking about they have to go to extra measures to then make the face look like it has makeup on it which is what you're talking about and how that just mm -hmm. doesn't work. Like she would, she would look like somebody who she would in the best case scenario, she would look like she's not wearing makeup, even though she is. But I, yeah. I'm going to have to play devil's advocate here because I see what you're saying, but like something in the back of my head is not I'm like, isn't that, don't your eyes get like naturally sunken and hollow and almost have like an eyeshadow look if you're like extremely dehydrated in the desert for a long time? I'm not time? talking about I'm not talking about the eyes, bro. I'm talking specifically about the fact that she has perfect contouring on her cheeks. Like <laughs> oh, this this I part of the now. face. I thought you were talking about the eyeshadow. I'm yeah. like I, I'm pretty sure that's something that's supposed to naturally happen, but no, you're yeah, you're right. This it, part. Like yeah, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's interesting, man. It, a lot of this stuff it's funny, like unless you point it out, you don't necessarily notice that it was there. So any other thoughts on specifics about things you guys didn't like and would want to improve? They, and I guess it's been like a constant thing, but I just noticed it very specifically in like the last or no, not even the last, like the fifth episode, not fifth, sixth episode, specifically the dialogue was so rough that's like, weird like, because the dialogue in, in the fifth episode was very well done that's i like like there's some like like the vilgefort's Geralt fight everything vilgefort said is like the cringiest shit i've ever heard in my fucking life dude <laughs> like this dude straight up blocked an attack and was like you like my staff <laughs> right yeah, yeah, and they proceeded yeah. To, like, his uh, his banter was terrible. It was so the entire bad. time. It's like, dude, just stay quiet. <laughs> just stop talking. Yeah, and we've seen Vilgefort's fight before, right? Like, yeah, with swords and knives. And yeah, randomly has a magic staff, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, All I right. can now use my full potential, and it's like. This is, this is now my final is form. This, is this an anime now? Like, right. I'm so confused. I mean, to be entirely fair, he does use a staff in the book. That's true. That is true. Like they're just that's just part of it. But like, yeah, no, it's just it is very weird. He was like he had like anime villain dialogue, and it does not fit. Yeah, if you're gonna go anime, know. you have to go full anime and stay there the whole time. <laughs> you can't just like sprinkle it in because the tonally doesn't work. Interesting. All right. Well, we have to go take a break. We got to go thank our patrons, including you guys. And we'll be back to talk about our comparison to the previous seasons and whether we think this was actually an improvement or not over season two. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. We don't have any new patrons this week to welcome, but we are thankful for all of our patrons who are here and help support the show, including those of you who have joined us this evening and our higher vampires, Ben of Tamaria and Jared M, who get shout outs every week. So thank you for being here, Ben and Jared. And also, uh, if you would like to help the show out, with a review on Apple Podcasts, then that would be amazing as well, because we'll read out five-star reviews in the future. We don't have any new ones this week, but that's an also, also an awesome way to, to help us out, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, that's all we got for this mid-break, other than patreon.com slash witcherlorecast is where you can go to check all, all the stuff that we give you for helping to support the show. So go check that out, and let's move on with the rest of this episode. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, we're back, friends. It is time to give us your final verdict. Do you think that season three was an improvement or not over season two or season one even? Where do you stand on this? Who would like to go first? Do we want to start with Ben again? Jen, do you want to chime in? What do you think? Jen, I know you've only seen part of the season, but so far, how do you feel? So far, I think that some things have improved and some things have taken a step back. So as of what, like episode four, I'm going to go, I'm leaning more towards the improved side. Okay. So improved to season two. Is it as good as season one? I don't know. I don't think so. Only because capturing the magic that was season one is going to be really, really difficult. Gotcha. Gotcha. So as of the first four episodes, you're you're better than season two, not quite season one. That's where you are so far. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts again when you get through the whole season. Because see if that actually holds up or if it changes. That'll be interesting to find out. All right. Who wants to go next? Ben or Mormon? Anybody ready? <laughs> we can just we can just stare at each other. Uh, Mormon's ready to go. So I'm kind of on the end verdict of season one best, season two probably tied, if not a little bit worse than season three. Um, but I will give my main jurisdiction for why it is always why the witcher is always witcher cinematic universe is failing and that is that we have yaskir instead of dandelion i know they're the same person <laughs> i just can't stand that name we need dandelion I, I i don't like the name change i never have i know it's a very minute thing but i just loved the name dandelion for In that character retrospect technically that like his polish name is like that's yes, the closest you're, you're going to get to correct. his Polish to his original name from the books. But it also I, isn't I, as I familiar that, to us. I just, right. I, I felt like then I feel like so again we're going back into the whole like specifics kind of thing, you know, like different universe, you know, like all that. I just feel like if anything made that character, it was the fact that he was referred to as Dandelion. And I feel like that just fit his character so well. And 
you know, like everybody's like, oh, it's the proper name. It's this, it's this, it's that. I'm like, no, he is Dandelion. I will stand by this until I die. Yeah. Like, or if you listen to the audiobook, it's uh, the first couple books is Dandelion. Dandelion. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I don't, I haven't listened to the audiobooks. They pronounce it Dandelion. Dandelion is like the first Dan- couple books, and then they correct oh it to God, Dandelion. That, that's almost as it's bad as the, someone saying Ephraim the, instead of Ephraim. The reader for the books. Yeah. Which I mean, he has he, a really good Geralt voice. He does absolutely no. Um, the real big thing on that is just because like his name doesn't actually like the actual Polish name on Blurry doesn't actually translate to Dandelion at all. It translates to Buttercup. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is a little I, bit I even more that more worse. <laughs> yeah, that, that is what is it's. He is technically Buttercup and not Dandelion, but I can't remember what the reasoning was for changing it. But. I th- think they just wanted just translation sound. error right yeah it was translation error and i think it was uh mainly like they wanted to something that people can relate to with his character being a bard and being resuscitated to a flower would have been a lot oh easier. man which well, a, a buttercup a buttercup is a flower it, yeah, yeah but to, to my to my ears buttercup comes across been. more feminine than dandelion does Maybe that's that you name was a horse. part of it. Or yeah, that's what you name a horse, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, either way. I don't know. But maybe there was some reasoning there. I I don't know. Yeah, it's just a weird obsession I've had. Like, I understand. I understand, like, every single character has a different name they use from like, Polish, German, English translations. But like, God freaking dang it. I love calling him Dandelion. Why couldn't we have it be called Dandelion? That would have. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know. That's right. always going to be an issue with me. So here's a, here's a fun question, Mormon. If in season three, all of a sudden, everyone just started calling him Dandelion, would it make it the best season for you? For gimmick reasons, yes. <laughs> okay. Just, all right. Just because it was suited just towards <laughs> hey, me. Hey, look, we're recasting <laughs> Geralt. Maybe they just start calling him Dandelion next season, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it would literally be like, all right, I'm going to make, call it the best thing just because it caters just, just for my own selfish reasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. screw all the other problems with it. <laughs> I, I'm calling it the best season because I'm that selfish. Got it. Cool. All right. Noted. Ben, what do you think? Okay. So season three, in my opinion, is better than season two because it goes, it, it, they did go more of a, towards the book route of story mm-hmm. but season one is still the best because season one is like downright down to the short stories it was fantastic yeah the yeah i agree the way that each episode felt like it actually was its own short story and then it compiled your understanding of each of these characters over separate stories it was so effective it was so effective for this universe and it also brought it, in more monsters it was confusing and, for people who have not read the book because the book yeah was all out of order too but right but i it, like, feel like to the end is like oh okay that and gives it some it, depth it gives it, it like does. it like I, I like that when you have to go okay wait a minute was episode two actually after this other thing or you know like you got to figure it out you got to think about it a little bit and i i feel like mm-hmm. there's 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 a benefit to doing that in literature. There's a reason why sometimes stories are written out of chronological order. I mean, look at freaking Pulp Fiction. That was a hit movie that like made Quentin Tarantino's career. And the movie doesn't make any sense because it's completely out of order. And then you realize that and you go, oh, OK, it does make sense. If, if these things happen in a certain order, now it makes sense. Right. But anyway, 
Um, so season three better than season two, not as it good as season better, one. Yeah, because season two went a weird route, and we can't all. Uh, yeah, we we all went on to this before. Got it. Got season it. three is better because it went more towards the book route as it should uh probably should have went right even with they went on their weird side quest tangents throughout the season but yeah yeah they did all right well that's the consensus from our patrons toasty any last thoughts on any of this before we wrap up the episode well one um i i agree um even though the the uh the once the reviews come in they're not gonna uh mirror that same consensus um because people are like hate reviewing the hell out of this season um yeah well they were already by season two they were already hating it and then hate watching it and then like that became the cons like it's like the the online snowball right like this is the consensus of what the online people want it's it's what the creators are doing in order to get views on youtube or whatever and so they're just going to push that narrative as hard as they possibly can because that's the stuff that's resonating with with that part of the audience and it's not that they're wrong about that it's it's that they take it to such an extreme and then they just kind of this like hate well, orgy it's wild around because it. some of these episodes are being rated lower than any episode in season two which is the wild part yeah right like the series right. the series desert episode is the lowest rated episode in the entirety of the witcher yeah you know, it's 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 because they're not being they're not trying to be rational and go okay well let's actually yeah. compare this to the thing they're already sold on hating it and so now this is clearly just getting worse and worse and worse right it's just an emotional thing at that point um mm. but whatever uh, so that's just how it goes. I don't know if I can chime in just because the subject that Toasty brought up is actually something I really like to think think about with. Um, so, again, you're talking about people hate watching it and all that. And I, I feel like where The Witcher is isn't the best isn't like the perfect place a series could be. Like if you think about like an orbit around a object like the object they're looking for is a perfect story and this the current witcher story is orbiting that at some points it gets further away from it some points it gets closer to it and i just i just feel like at some at some point maybe this witcher story is either going to be be met perfectly with the perfect story point that's been orbiting or it's going to get flung out into the deep reaches of space unable to touch and you know, and that can, that can, you know, the good result is something like the Sonic movie, you know, people being able to, to influence, uh, creators and, yeah. And, yeah. uh, I get where you're, I get where you're going with that analogy, but that was before the movie got released that they fixed it. And I think the issue here is that we now have three seasons of them going off course and then now trying to course correct. I, I'm pretty sure we're never going to get the show that is like gets to the goal that you're talking about the hope is that it gets closer to the goal but i don't think we're ever fully going to get there and that's no, fair that's fair you know that's fair I, I guess i'm just a little too hopeful with that point I mean, maybe i'm wrong you're right maybe it is too late but yeah well, it's definitely too late it's just fine i mean we it's too late because they like treated the story so badly that they got the world's biggest witcher fan to stop wanting to be the witcher um yes. and yeah like it there's just everything like you know 
even if they were trying their best effort, and I do think this season was a very like good faith attempt at trying to correct course. Um, but like with everything that changes with changing the main person in your show, it's not going to get like it's still going to go downhill. Um, yeah. No offense to Hemsworth or, um, but like it's not going to be his fault. It's just going to be just the way it is. Like the chemistry is going to change the way the characters presented is going to change and everything's just going to be like going around that particular thing. And it's not going to be too much water under the bridge at this point. It's probably the term for that. Yeah. I will say that's a fair point. Maybe I did overthink that. I will say I did enjoy those last three episodes. Okay. Well, I actually enjoyed watching them. Yeah. Especially well, the last one. I thought the last one was actually really good. Interesting. I'll have to, I'm going to enter these three with an open mind, try to be objective about it and see what I think. Cause I haven't, haven't caught the end yet. And, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I agree with you or we'll find out. Um, but we got to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us again, patrons. Thank you for being here. And this is your opportunity to share some stuff that you've got going on. If you want to shout out some stuff and let people know how to find you and your stuff online, Ben, let's start with you. We'll go back through. I have a lot of stuff now. <laughs> so, um, I am one of the hosts for Holocron history, star Wars Canon versus legends, where we take a deep dive between the Canon and legends history of star Wars. Uh, I am also one of the hosts for the Wizarding World lore cast, where we have a deep dive in all things of the Harry Potter universe. And you can now find me on my new show, the Final Fantasy lore cast, where we are now taking a plunge into all things Final Fantasies in the series. And that is going to take, it would take me probably as long as my Star Wars show to actually finish, because they keep releasing more and more. Nice, nice. Well, thanks for joining us again. And then Mormon, you got anything you want to shout out? Um, uh, more than milkman on the discord. Um, feel free to reach out and talk about anything nerdy, Witcher magic, the new Redmond game that came out, loving it already got close to hundred hours on it. Um, but no, just in reality, just guy who loves the podcast. So happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And then Jen. Yeah, I uh, have two podcasts. Uh, One is Two Girls, One Ship, where we do a character deep dive each week, um, talking about uh, how the relationship between those two characters work. And then recently we had Bennett Maria guest starring on a Witcher 2 episode. So if you want to learn all about Triss Marigold in the Witcher 2 game, uh, go give that one a listen. I also have my other show with my co-hosty Toasty, where we uh, the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we discuss everything: the video game, the TV series, and the tabletop RPG. Awesome, yeah! And all of the shows that you heard mentioned, you can find links to at robotsradio.net. So if you're like, "What was that show again?" You want to look it up? It's an easy way to find it. And uh, thank you again for joining us, everybody. Toasty, you got anything else you want to share before we head out? Mm-hmm. Jen shouted out Cyberpunk Lorecast. I also do the uh, Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast, Cyberpunked, Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, uh, with the Fumbling for an Almighty Crit Gang. Awesome. Yeah, go check that stuff out. Thank you for being here, everybody. And if you're looking for any of the other shows I do, any other Lorecasts, then go to robotsradio.net. You'll find my shows as well. Thanks for being here, here, everybody. And until next time, stay safe on the path. See you next week. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.